0: Good evening. Well, we want to uh, welcome you this evening and happy Pentecost. Uh, we want to welcome you to our Catholic Evangelization Outreach Series here at St. Margaret Mary. And my name is Lisa Belafado, and I'm one of the parishioners here at St. Margaret Mary and a member of the CEO team. So, those of you who are regulars, and I see some uh, familiar faces here in the audience, I know you are used to seeing. Uh, Karen Roby forest up here as the MC for the evening. She's a parishioner here at St. Margaret Mary and an anchor at WLKY. Uh, and she normally MCs for us, but she has a family obligation this evening. And so I'm excited to be with you all as we uh, spend some time together this evening, deepening our relationship with God. So today we celebrate Pentecost. That's when the Holy Spirit descended upon the apostles and the followers of Jesus. It marked the beginning of their earthly ministries to make disciples of all nations. As Father Bill said in his homily this morning, we are reminded that the gifts of Pentecost are as real today as they were over 2,000 years ago. We can receive the gifts of Pentecost today and every day of our lives. The Holy Spirit is always with us and we are called to share God's words with others. Our CEO program helps to answer Jesus' call to all of us to evangelize or to share the good news of God with others. The purpose of CEO is for lay people, ordinary people like you and me, to share their experience of how God has called them into a personal relationship with Him. Speakers are carefully chosen, and their presentations are reviewed by a small team to ensure that their talk is well organized and that all the remarks are grounded in scripture and teachings of the Catholic Church. Through our CEO series, we've offered several stories of ordinary people's faith journeys. We hope that these stories have shared God's good news with you and helped you to strengthen your faith. If you've missed any of these talks, you can find them on the St. Margaret Mary website under the CEO link. Tonight's speaker, will share her faith journey that she describes as taking small steps. Through divorce, annulment, and remarriage, our speaker learned that God was always with her, beckoning her to come closer through the many God moments that she experienced. And now it's my pleasure to introduce tonight's speaker, Debbie Gonzowski. Debbie is a Louisville native and a retired registered nurse who spent the majority of her career in the field of pediatrics. She and her husband, Jerry, have been married for 17 years, and together they have three daughters, seven grandchildren, and one great-grandchild. They've been members of St. Margaret Mary Parish for four years. Debbie serves on the women's ministry, the CEO team, and Divorce Care for Kids program. Please join me in a warm welcome for Debbie.
1: Good evening. I want to thank all of you for coming tonight to hear my story. My name is Debbie Gonzowski. I was born in Louisville and I've lived here all my life. I grew up in a home with loving parents and two younger brothers. I had a very happy childhood. I attended Catholic grade schools, Assumption High School, and I graduated from St. Joseph Infirmary School of Nursing. My dad was a Catholic convert, and we attended Mass as a family every Sunday. Both of my parents were involved in the Curcio retreats, and my dad was active in the Knights of Columbus. I had good Catholic role models. I met my future husband while I was still in nursing school, and he was attending L. We dated for two years and married when we were 22. I worked as a registered nurse until our first daughter was born and then became a stay-at-home mom, which I loved. We had another daughter and eventually both my husband and I became active in our neighborhood Catholic church and school. We had a good marriage, a harmonious life, a wide circle of friends, and we were very happy, or so I thought. I began to see a change in him, and after 13 years of marriage, he he decided he no longer wanted to be married to me. I was devastated. When I speak about that time, I can still remember the pain, and the pain of rejection runs very deep. I have a vivid memory of leaving the grocery store one day and walking out into the bright sunlight and feeling, having the sensation that all of my flesh had been torn off my body. I was hurting so badly. My life as I knew it had fallen into a thousand pieces. We tried counseling, I remember praying several novenas, and also praying to St. Joseph, the patron saint of families, for his intercession to keep my family together. But our divorce became final when my daughters were nine and twelve. This was the first time in my life that I had experienced a traumatic event, and I had turned to prayer, but I didn't think that my prayers were answered but I don't remember being angry with God. I was just so sad that my family had been torn apart. After my husband left, I continued in counseling to try to overcome my pain. I wanted to be strong for my girls. While in counseling, I learned that divorce is not an event. It's a process and can be a very long one. I also joined a Catholic divorce support group and I clearly remember the first time I walked into that meeting room. I did not want to be there. I did not want to be one of them. Over time, I met some very nice people in that group, but I also met some divorced men and women who were still bitter and angry and broken. Even after being divorced for many years, they were stuck. I didn't want that to happen to me. I made a conscious decision to let go of my anger, hurt, and bitterness. I knew I had to if I wanted to heal and move on with my life. And with the help of my wonderful counselors, I was able to do it. I've always said that going to counseling was the best money I've ever spent, and in a way, they saved my life. But even though I was making progress, Sometimes I felt so alone. My parents had been transferred to Virginia before my first baby was born, and neither of my brothers lived in town. I had wonderful, supportive friends, but no family here except an elderly grandmother. I was trying to put my life back together, doing okay, but having occasional pity parties and feeling sorry for myself. At the time of the divorce, I was working part-time, and now I needed a full-time job. I eventually found a, a job as a nurse case manager at an outpatient clinic for special needs children. Not long after I started my new job, I watched one day as our physical therapist was showing a catalog to a mom and dad so that they could pick out a wheelchair for their child. And I thought, They should be picking out a bicycle, not a wheelchair. My next thought quickly followed. God led me to this job because I've been feeling sorry for myself. I have two beautiful, healthy daughters. What do I have to complain about? I am so blessed. I definitely had an attitude adjustment that day. As I look back, I think this was the first time I felt an actual awareness of God working in my life. I knew for sure that God had led me there to that job. So I was very busy working full time and raising my two girls. I didn't date much during those years, and I remember telling God that I would like to find a nice man to date, but that I was too busy to go out looking for him. So if he wanted me to meet someone, he would just have to drop him on my front porch. And so, after being single for about 12 years, that's pretty much what God did. The sad thing about this part of my story is that a friend from my old neighborhood passed away. I had kept in fairly close contact with her over the 15 years since I had moved Some time passed after her death, and one day her husband, Jerry, called and invited me to dinner. Never in a million years did I ever think it would be more than that. To me, he was always just Ann's husband, that nice, friendly guy that lived down the street. But over time, and much to our surprise, we fell in love. When we began talking about marriage... Jerry encouraged me to look into applying for an annulment. While I had thought about it before, I had never actually made an inquiry into what I needed to do. I decided to contact the Louisville Tribunal Office and request an application. I then met with my parish priest three or four times, and he so generously gave of his time to go step by step with me through all the questions and necessary forms. I can't say enough about how kind and helpful each one of the tribunal staff was to me during this time. They returned every phone call, answered every question I had, and guided me through the process. I remember that I sent a thank you note to my contact person at the tribunal to let her know how much I appreciated being treated with such kindness and that she never made me feel like just another case number. The annulment process took about a year, and on Christmas Eve 1997, I received an envelope in the mail from the tribunal office. I called Jerry and asked him to come to my house so we could open it together. I was thinking, surely they wouldn't send bad news on Christmas Eve, would they? We nervously nervously opened the letter and found that my annulment had been granted. We were elated. We soon began making plans for a wedding in the fall. I truly believe that God was working in my life then, too. Up until this time, my faith practices were pretty much routine. I went to church on Sunday, prayed occasionally, and that was about it. Now I'm married to a devout Catholic who had led the rosary before Saturday morning Mass for 29 years at his former parish, and now leads the rosary here at St. Margaret Mary. A man who has led pilgrimages, has a strong devotion to our Blessed Mother and the Eucharist, and since his retirement, goes to Mass almost every day. Now please understand, he's a good man, but he's not a saint. We ladies all know that men are from Mars and women are from Venus. Well, That applies in my house, too. His deep faith and faith practices were an example for me, but I was on my own personal faith journey, and I slowly began taking small steps. I started going with my husband to a prayer group he belonged to and met a wonderful group of faith-filled people who welcomed me in. I had never prayed the rosary in a group in someone's home before, and it took me a while to feel comfortable with it. As more time passed, I began to feel a stirring inside, wanting a deeper spiritual life. But when I tried to pray, I felt I wasn't doing it right or good enough. I thought maybe reading the Bible every day would be a good place to begin. As a cradle Catholic, we never really studied the Bible. I decided to start reading the Bible at the beginning with Genesis. But as I read further and further into the Old Testament, I found myself spending a lot of time trying to understand the more difficult passages, and I finally just gave up. But more on that later. So life goes on, more time passed, and my thoughts of deepening my prayer life would come and go amid the busyness of day-to-day living. About two years after Jerry and I were married, I stopped working full-time and started babysitting for my grandchildren one by one as they came along, while my two daughters and my stepdaughter all worked full-time jobs. I knew how hard it was to work outside the home when you have small children. I had done it and I had had no family in town to help me, so I wanted to help them as much as I could. I particularly wanted to help my oldest daughter because she had tragically become a widow at the age of 26. Her husband died in a car accident on his way to work one icy December morning, and three days after his death, their first baby was born. My grandchildren became a priority, and I was very busy. My longing for a deeper prayer life got lost again. Then one Sunday, about five years ago, the parish that we belonged to at that time was giving out books after Mass called Give Us This Day, Daily Prayer for Today's Catholics. I brought one home and explored its pages. It's a monthly publication similar to the Magnificat, which many of you are familiar with, but I like the format better. It contains all the readings of each day's Mass and a reflection interpreting the gospel of that day, which is very down to earth and enlightening. There's also a page titled Teach Us to Pray, and it's written by Jesuit priest, Father James Martin. He has such practical suggestions about prayer life that I have found so inspiring. We ordered a subscription, and I decided to make a commitment to start each day with Give Us This Day. I've kept my commitment, and I've found that I look forward to opening it every morning. I have received many pearls of wisdom from its pages, and I'm now aware that the grace of God led me to take that sample book home that day the grace of God led me to that book I heard grace explained in a homily once that grace is one of those God moments when something happens that sheds light on a life experience and we say aha those are graced moments we just have to make ourselves more aware of them So now I'm reading scripture every day and the readings I've heard all my life in church but hardly ever applied to my own life are coming alive. I have a new awareness of what it really means to be a Christian. Those apostles were real people doing God's work. I realized that I had been doing a poor job of putting my faith into action. As St. James tells us, What good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can that faith save him? If a brother or sister has nothing to wear and no food for the day, and one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm, eat well, but you do not give them the necessities of the body, what good is it? So also faith of itself, if it does not have works, Is dead. Those are powerful words. I knew there were many, many groups, committees, and organizations doing good things in the community and in the church, but I was never much of a joiner. Now I'm aware that the people on those committees are not just doing good things, but they are also living the call to be good disciples. I had passed up many opportunities to be a disciple either because I was too busy when I was a single parent and working full-time, or I just didn't want to get involved, or I was too busy with my grandchildren, and on and on. I'm sure most of those people working to be good disciples were just as busy as I was, and I began to feel guilty. My new awareness motivated me to move forward, but I wasn't sure to where or what. My husband and I had been coming to St. Margaret Mary to Mass occasionally because it was closer to home than our parish. We started coming here more and more often, and in the spring of 2012, we decided to join. Then one Sunday at Mass, a woman from the parish spoke about the Christ Renews His Parish retreat being held here at St. Margaret Mary and invited women to sign up after Mass I thought, maybe this is what I need to do. Maybe this would be a start. And it would also be nice to get to know some women in the parish. So after Mass, I signed up for the retreat. For any of you who are not parishioners here or have not heard of the Christ Renews His Parish retreats, I will explain that these weekend retreats, one for women and one for men, are held here twice a year. The retreats are for our parishioners and led by our parishioners. Over the next few weeks after I signed up for the retreat, I began having sought second thoughts, and I almost backed out. But I'm so glad I didn't. And I have to say, making the decision to come to the retreat was yet another God moment in my life. That weekend changed my life in so many ways. The many themes of the retreat greatly raised my level of awareness of what it means to be a Christian, to be a disciple, and to put God first in my life. Even before my retreat weekend was over, I knew I wanted to be involved in some way on the member of the next retreat team. I had never done any public speaking, so I knew I could never give a witness talk, but there would be other roles that I could fill. So there I was, six months later, giving a witness talk at a retreat in a parish I'd only belonged to for a couple of years and where I knew only a few people. I have no doubt God had something to do with that. Aha, another God moment. I see things differently now. I have found a welcoming Christian community here, And I have so much gratitude for the team of women who led the retreat I made, as well as for the team of women that I was a part of about a year and a half ago. Their faith and love strengthened my inner spirit. I felt renewed. I had been feeling that I had spent a lot of years not being the best Catholic that I could be. But during the process of preparing for the retreat weekend, I learned that to be like Jesus is to love, heal, help, understand, and serve. I learned that being a loving mother is like being Jesus to your children, even in the most mundane daily tasks. And that having my newly widowed daughter and her newborn baby, baby move into my home for two months so I could help her through a sad, such a sad time, was loving and helping. Maybe I was also loving, healing, and serving when I took care of all those patients over the course of my 23-year career as a nurse, and as a loving daughter to my parents during my dad's two-year illness and death due to cancer or as a loyal friend by sitting with my best friend's bedridden husband so that she could get out of the house once in a while. Maybe I was living the gospel values after all, at least some of them. To be like Jesus is to love, heal, help, understand, and serve, and I had started with the people around me. Now I'm working on expanding my circle of caring and giving. And I'm praying that God will help me to keep his priorities foremost in my heart, even in the midst of daily obligations. I think we are all on our own journey of faith, and we all move at different speeds. Probably many of you are way ahead of me. My journey has been in taking small steps, and I would think, is this small step really going to change anything? But then I was led to more. One thing I know for sure is that my decision to make a commitment to reading scripture every day was the most important step I took and the jump start I needed. I had failed in my attempt to read the Bible from beginning to end, but I have since learned that's not an effective way to read the Bible, at least to begin with. And that starting with the New Testament first provides a better understanding of the Old Testament. And by reading Give Us This Day, I'm reading scripture every day. I've also taken advantage of some of the Bible studies that are offered here frequently. Our parish is blessed to have some very talented teachers and facilitators leading these studies. And I have grown a lot in my understanding of the Bible. The Christ Renews His Parish experience, both making the retreat and then becoming a member of the next team, also had a profound impact on my faith journey. And I became aware that the way to a deeper relationship with God is filled with many choices. And sometimes those choices involve stepping out of our comfort zone. I'm really out of my comfort zone tonight. Realizing that my faith also needed action made me move forward. I'm trying to be more open to where God is leading me and more willing to serve as his disciples did. I have joined several ministries here, and my retreat team meets regularly for Bible studies, enrichment programs, and outreach in our community. I'm also trying to be more aware of God working in my life And seeing his hand in events when they happen, rather than in hindsight. And I think I'm getting better at it. For example, last year my husband and I were vacationing in Hawaii, and he became ill. We made two trips to the immediate care center, and one trip to the hospital emergency room, with no definite diagnosis, while he remained in pain off and on for over a week. Then I received a call from home telling me that my mother had passed away unexpectedly. While in a state of shock and grief and trying to pack and find a flight home, I sent an email to my retreat friends asking for prayers that my husband would make the trip without major complications and that we could get the flights we needed to get home as soon as possible so that I could plan my mother's funeral. It takes three flights to get home from Maui, and February is the height of tourist season. But when we called Delta, there were seats available on each of the three flights we needed that very night. And while on that 17-hour journey home, my husband's pain subsided. Coincidence? I think not. For sure, another God moment. And my retreat sisters, as well as my family and friends, had prayed us home. One of the gospel reflections in Give Us This Day says, the gospel of Mark lets us conclude that every human experience, if given a chance, can speak to us of God. We can see life is touched by God by looking more deeply into the ordinary to see the extraordinary. We see such signs of the extraordinary breaking through the ordinary, and we name these moments God's grace. What a joy it is to know that God wants a relationship with us. It's just so hard sometimes to put everything in our lives in the background in order to hear His voice, according to priest and author Henry Nowen, God is wherever we are, always inviting us to come closer. I know God was there all along, waiting for me. He's always looking for us, seeking us in us. As we hear in the Acts of the Apostles, he made from one the whole human race to dwell on the entire surface of the earth. And he fixed the ordered seasons and the boundaries of their regions so that people might seek God, even perhaps grope for him and find him. Though indeed, he's not far from any one of us, for in him we live and move and have our being. Thank you.
0: Debbie, thank you so much. That was really beautiful. As I said at the beginning, we are just so happy that you were able to join us this evening And we ask you if you could continue your prayers for CEO. Um, We're excited to be able to continue to share this good news of of this program with all of you. Our CEO program uh, will be on hiatus for the summer and will resume the program in September. But in the meantime, please mark your calendars for Saturday, June 18th. Uh, CEO and Christ Renews His Parish are sponsoring a one-day retreat entitled A Day of Reflection on Mercy. And we have the flyers available here, so hopefully you've gotten one, or uh, please do before you leave. Uh, I think this is going to be a wonderful event uh, to attend. Uh, Some of you may know Brother Bob. Uh, He has been here at our parish, he's done some talks on the Nativity as well as the Stations of the Cross and if you've ever attended one of his talks you know that he provides some really deep insight uh, into his topics uh, with a lot of humor and love. So I think it'll be a wonderful day uh, with us. This event is, uh, there's no cost for the uh, retreat and breakfast and lunch will be provided as well as uh, just some beautiful um, sharing on the topic of mercy. It will be held here at St. Margaret Mary in our hospitality room and as the flyer indicates you've got contact information here but we ask if you could please pre-register. You can do that online It will also provide you some more information uh, a little more detail about the day. Um, You can also call the parish office uh, which is on the flyer. So I hope you'll all be able to join us for that event. I think it'll be really wonderful. And thank you for coming tonight. And we hope to see you on the retreat weekend. And have a great summer. And we'll hope to see you back in September. So thank you all very much and have a great evening.